I almost cried because I was so excited because I could see them putting it all together. That was one of the greatest moments. It was joy, absolute joy. Hi everyone, this is John Summerman, founder of the Active Towns Initiative. Welcome to the Active Towns Podcast, conversations about the people, places, programs, and policies that help to promote a culture of activity within our communities. It's great to have you along for the ride. For this episode, I'm super stoked to welcome Katie Dioyos to the Active Towns podcast as an in-studio guest, which is always a super cool treat to welcome somebody into this environment. Katie is a mom, two wonderful teens, a spouse to her fabulous husband, David, and they are a car-free household. I've known Katie for several years through her passionate active mobility work here in Austin, Texas, I believe she's the first person I can recall using the term rehumanize our streets, a phrase I now use frequently. I asked Katie to join me on this episode to share some information about a wonderful activation program she's involved with right now. Katie, welcome to the Active Towns podcast. Thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Katie, can you just you know roll right into describing this amazing program you're working with? Sure. So I am so thankful for the opportunity to partner again with AARP Texas. We had done a program in the Miller neighborhood last fall where it was more of a casual walking group, but I knew that we could do even more. So I pitched the idea to Jessica, the regional director, and said, hey, you know, we've got the CAP 10K coming up next April, and I would like to develop an eight-week training program to take some of your members through to prepare them to walk the entire 10K, the 6.2 miles, without injury. And I think that's completely consistent with the objectives of the AARP livable communities, and they totally supported it, and we are now... Uh, about to enter week four of our program. Fantastic. Wow, that, that's great. And how how did this opportunity come about? You, you actually pitched I, it to them? I pitched it. It was my idea. And as a certified walking coach, personal trainer, exercises, medicine credential, this is my heart and my passion. And we live in a society where we think that movement equals exercise. And I actually think movement's a whole lot more than just exercise. So in order to really get people moving, I said, well, let's start with exercise and then we'll get you moving in the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what's the response been like? It's been outstanding. We have 33 people who have been showing up consistently and some of the responses, in fact, I just received one today from Terry, who is amazing. And she said, Dearest Katie, you are such a gift. Alan, her husband, and I are consistently awed at how much we're learning from you and what a difference this will make as we move forward, literally, for the rest of our lives. 
At 63 years old, I've not until working with you been able to walk longer distances without resulting pain in my knee and hip. After shortening my stride, as you instructed, I feel like I could walk forever and not regret it later. That, that, I mean, I was beaming when I read that. And that's my number one objective is, well, actually it's multifaceted. One, I want them to not be injured because I think so often with when people age, there's this assumption that injury will happen and it doesn't have to be that way. But also she's there with her spouse every single week. She had this anticipation she was going to have knee and hip pain and she's not. And it's, it, it, it is possible. Right. Right. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've had to navigate through? Well, one thing I had to do last week was purchase a whistle <laughs> like, because I forgot when you're dealing with a large group that you can lose your voice very easily. And so I went back to Target and picked up a whistle. And what was funny is way back in college when I was getting my degree in kinesiology, I actually had to learn how to blow a whistle correctly because there is a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. So I had to apologize in advance to everyone. I said, if this triggers any memories of physical education, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So um, that was one of the things that I've run into. Another challenge that I personally have experienced as a coach is that pressure that coaches can put on themselves this expectation that you are going to know everything all the time and that you can answer every single question and get everything right. And sometimes you do forget the names of a certain muscle, you know, the, the piriformis or something, you know, something, sometimes you forget something or you draw a blank and to be able to say, you know what, let me get back to you on that. You know, so being able to kind of put that pride aside. And another thing that happened was I was talking about breathing because breathing is essential. Proper breathing is very essential. And I was talking about the four, seven, eight breath that is popularized by Dr. Weil and talking about this idea of inhaling for four, holding your breath for seven, and then engaging that parasympathetic nervous system through that slow eight second exhale. And one of the members of the group raised her hand and said, I'm a yoga instructor, and I think that may be a little long to hold the breath for some of the people in our group, and I would recommend just doing a doubling of the breath. So if you were to breathe in for four seconds, then do the exhale for eight seconds, but you don't have to hold it the full seven. And that was one of those moments as a coach and the person who is in that position of expert to be able to say, okay, I'm going to be humble about this because you know what? She's right. I'm right. She's right. But it's not about me. It's about how do we best serve the people who are showing up to walk and to learn and to move. So that, that was a challenge, but I think I navigated it well. How far along are we in the process? So this is week three. Three. Okay. And how much longer do we have again? Five more weeks. Okay. And the big day is... Not quite halfway. Not quite, but I'm really excited about next week to be able to celebrate making it to the halfway point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What's been your biggest surprise so far? That's a great question. My biggest surprise. I would say 
the biggest surprise was the the turnout that I think so often people, when they think about walking, they think, Ugh, I already know how to walk. I don't need a walking coach. I don't need to, I don't need to learn how to walk. And yet we've had this turnout of these 33 individuals and it, I've had quite a few of them come to me and say, I didn't realize that walking actually requires your whole body. I didn't realize that I had bad habits when it came to walking and that there's actually a better way to do it. So I think I was surprised at some of the comments that I heard from participants, things that I took for granted, but to hear it spoken back to me, it's like, oh, good, but it's a great surprise. Right, right, right. <laughs> Can you describe some of your coolest moments so far? So during week two, I introduced the group to interval training. So we were working on some of the different progressions, focusing on arm position, on leading with the heel, with the toe up. So I, part of what I'm trying to do is just make this a normal pattern for them, but it takes doing it over and over and over again. And so with the intervals, um, it was, <laughs> I took a video because one of the best things that a coach can do is take videos so you can go back and you can look at the footage. You can be able to talk with your client or your athlete about, okay, here's how you're moving through space. This is what it looks like. This is how you can modify this or modify that. And so I was taking this video and when I went back and rewatched the video footage of these intervals, I almost cried because I was so excited because I could see them putting it all together. And it was, it, it almost felt parental that when, when you see your kids like doing something for the first time where they've taken your advice, they've been paying attention to the details of what you've said, and then they start to put it all together. That's what happened with these athletes. And I could see it in their form. Their posture was more upright. I could see that they were being intentional with their 90 degree angles, with their arms. I could see that they were truly attempting to shorten their strides. And that was one of the greatest moments. It was joy. Absolute joy. What would you say the average age is? Oh, that's a good question. I would, I would probably say the average age would probably be 62, 63. Okay. I, I know you so. just called them athletes. They are athletes. Well, that term, uh, walking athlete, was coined, I believe, by Lee Scott of Wow Power Walking. And that's actually uh, who trained me and how I earned my walking coach certification through Lee. She's up in Canada. And she's very intentional in referring to individuals as walking athletes. And I'm intentional in using that same terminology that I adopted from her to describe the people with whom I work. Back to AARP mm -hmm. Texas, what are, what are some of the original goals and expectations, objectives of the program? Well, 
with the livable communities. Part of what we're attempting to do with this particular program that I developed is focusing on some of these objectives, like going for a walk, crossing the street, which can sometimes feel like an athletic endeavor, (laughs) Uh, getting around without a car. One of the things that we'll be doing during week five, after week five's training session, is actually partnering with CAP Metro to teach the individuals who are interested in learning how to use the bus. And in fact, there's been a special request by two of our members to learn how to load and unload their bicycles from the front of the bus. So we're going to be covering that at the end of week five. And I also want them to be able to go to the CAP 10K and not have to worry about parking a car because that can be very intimidating already going downtown. And so then with that much more traffic, we're trying to empower them to be able to have choices that um, don't necessarily include having to drive a car. That's actually a a really wonderful thing I'll jump in and and say is that that's reinforcing this concept of active mobility and and helping develop the confidence and the skills so that they can navigate uh, through that process of how to use transit to get down there, how to use transit and the combination of their being able to put their bike on the bus. Right. And it's it really matters to me. And when we had been in Dallas speaking at the Livable Communities Conference with AARP in 2017, I think. Yeah, I think that's when it was. Yeah, it was great. And that's when I really came to understand this concept of aging in place and really trying to make sure that our communities are hospitable to everyone of every age. And part of that is autonomy in transportation and being able to have actual choices. But in order to do that, you have to know what your choices are and also not be intimidated to use them. And that comes through education. So it's a real privilege to be able to include that in this program, but that's all by design. And um, in addition to that, in order to enjoy public spaces, this is another way to get to them. So we meet at Vic Matthias Shores. And um, socialization is a huge component because we want to do what we can to overcome social isolation. And at the beginning of each training session, I make sure since we have 33 people, I make sure that we start by, hey, make sure you go and say hi or ask a question like, what's new and good with you to one or two people you don't know yet? So we're working on that. And I also really emphasize the team aspect that we are a team, even though we're going to participate in the event at the Captain K individually, ultimately, we're all part of one team. And spending time outdoors and making the city their lifelong home. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> it sounds like you're you're actually doing the walking in the downtown area by the, the lake. Yes. Correct. Okay. And did you mention that it's part of the group in, in Miller? Well, no? the group in Miller, that's where it started. And so uh, many of them have continued into this group. So they're part of this team as well. And so what we had achieved in Miller was we met for eight weeks and we met for one hour once a week. And there were about 12 people in that group. And so we ended up completing 3.15 miles on our very last meeting. So that was our goal to make it to three miles. So we exceeded that goal. 
Cool, cool. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that program? Do you have more programs of that nature in the future? Or is that something that was a, a one-time only thing? Well, it was it was a one-time. However, I think it's a really brilliant program, in my ever-so-humble opinion. And <laughs> I would like to see more opportunities to work with groups like AARP to be able to have more neighborhood-centric walking groups by design so that not only can individuals become more familiar with the specific place that they live, because so often, you know, my friend Matt Green, who walked every single street in New York, which is amazing, great documentary, by the way, but, um, you know, one of the things he talked about in that documentary was how you could walk down one side of the street and have a completely different experience if you were to walk down the other side of the same street. And so, so often I think people feel like, oh, I know my neighborhood. But when you take them out at three miles an hour, even in their own neighborhood, they discover artwork or places or little scratches in the concrete, you know, somebody signed their name that maybe they had never noticed before. So it's a great way to reintroduce them to place. Right, right. And you mentioned earlier uh, two two things that made me smile. One was the the need for the whistle, and the other was <laughs> the socialization uh, aspect, opportunities to socialize. Right. And I I certainly see that also being reinforced in these more neighborhood types of programs where you can uh, reconnect people to their neighborhood, reconnect people to their community, but also uh, get to know your neighbors. Right. Yeah, it's so important. And I think what we see so often is, again, we live in a, as you know, we live in a very automobile centric culture. And so, so often people self-isolate, they isolate in their, their metal bubble and go to wherever they're going. And then when they come home, they take that bubble straight into their garage and then close the door. And and there's no real opportunity to interact with the people who live in close proximity. And so by being very intentional and creating opportunities to get them literally outside and having to talk to people, um, introduce themselves, ask questions and engage in conversation, that creates a totally new dynamic. It's very exciting. Yeah. Any success stories so far? Well, you know, one of the things that I did that I was actually, I was really excited about is an area that I'm pretty good at, and I think you're pretty good at this too, is we know really great people and we're very quick to introduce them to one another. And we really enjoy creating those moments of connection and synergy. And One of the things I did last week was I actually had reached out to a friend who was a college student at St. Ed's a couple of years ago, wonderful local artist. His name's Marcelo Villasenor. And I reached out to him and I said, Marcelo, you used to come on some of my walks with me and you took some beautiful photographs. Would you be willing to come back out? I think the weather's going to be amazing and I would love for you to capture some of these individuals and their smiling faces. And I just think this is going to be a beautiful moment. Would you be willing to come out and do that? Yes. He was there in a heartbeat. He's from Mexico and he is just filled with joy. And he is just such a 
glorious individual. And it, he just, everybody's happier when he's there. And the other person I reached out to is a friend of mine named Mark Milligan, who is a physical therapist. And he has done incredible work here in the state of Texas and around the United States to make access to physical therapists much more achievable for individuals. So you don't have to have a referral in order to get in. So I reached out to Mark and asked if he would be willing to walk with us, similar to that walk with a doc, so where people could ask him questions. Because a number of the individuals of our, our walking athletes of our team had, you know, they've been seated a lot. And so when you stand up and you stretch and you start walking, you'll feel it in your hip flexors, but you don't realize that's what you're feeling. But to be able to have a physical therapist there to answer their questions and to allay some of the fears was a huge gift. And so last week, having an actual physical therapist and having a photographer there to capture these moments and these interactions, to have fears put at ease, to be told, oh no, that little bit of an ache, totally normal. You're going to be fine. Oh, do you, you supinate a little bit? You're, you, you walk a little on the outside? It's okay. You're going to be fine. Such a gift. And it was such a beautiful, it was such a beautiful, beautiful training session. Good move bringing in a professional that can kind of reassure them that right. these feelings that you're feeling, because you, you have a group that was primarily sed sedentary prior to this training? Some of them, some of them not. Some of them are very, very active. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So some were, were really active and some weren't. Correct. And there were some aches and pains. There were some body adjustments that were taking place. So yeah, that was one of those challenges I know that you had to navigate through. Yeah. And it was actually also an encouragement to me because Mark and I spoke afterward to kind of debrief on the experience. And he shared with me that the advice or the suggestions or the recommendations that I had suggested were correct. So as a coach, as someone who takes very seriously what I do to have that affirmation from someone who is allowed to diagnose that that was really affirming. And it's kind of that little pat on the back that I didn't realize that I needed, but it sure felt great to get it. <laughs> right, right. So we'll be sure to follow up with you after the CAP 10K. To close us out, why don't you share some advice for the listeners that might be out there thinking, gosh, you know, I would love to do some sort of preparation training program or an engagement walking program within their communities, their neighborhoods. What advice do you have for them? Sure. There are so many great resources out there and the main great resources are people. So feel free to reach out to me and I will introduce you in a heartbeat. Uh, secondarily though, it's just do it. I had a dream. I it had this vision in my mind of being able to do this training program, of to, to create it, to see these smiling faces in bright red t-shirts crossing the finish line of the CAP 10K. And I took a risk and I asked and I said, hey, I have an idea. Can we make this happen? And the answer was yes. And now it's real. It's just like the raddest thing ever. And so my encouragement to people would be to just go for it and don't be afraid because, I mean, the worst that you can get is a no, and then you just 
try, try again, you know? And so anyhow, I would just say, go for it. America walks is a great resource. Uh, walk to connect based in Colorado is another great resource. And walking is practice. My business will have some resources available very soon. Uh, but yeah, that's what I would encourage. Excellent. And we'll be sure to provide links in the show notes. Well, Katie, thank you so very much. Thanks for having me. It's always so much fun talking with Katie. This particular conversation, however, reminds me of a recent episode from the Livable City podcast, which I highly recommend. To quote one of the themes from this particular episode, which featured guest Gary Ryder, what it takes to lead change. Ultimately, it means taking action, not getting stuck in thinking about taking action. Katie is certainly living this mantra. A couple additional observations is that she is clearly following her passion, and you really do hear it in her voice. She is making it happen. She's become hyper-focused and present as to what brings her joy and what her actual passion is, and she's just doing it. She is truly making it happen. And she's doing it, as I think you can tell, with a spirit of learning. She's getting into the process and then she's reflecting and she's learning as she's going. The other thing I love about what she articulated here is that she's taking time to be present, be mindful and acknowledging the joy and the gratitude that goes along with that. Really, really special. Those are my quick takeaways from this particular episode. I'd love to hear what you got out of it. Hopefully some inspiration to take action in your community. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast in this particular episode. If you're enjoying it, there are three things that you can do to help. One, subscribe to the podcast through your preferred listening platform. Two, share on your social media feeds or tell folks about the Active Towns podcast. That really does help quite a bit. And number three, give me some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing, what's working, what's not. Uh, if you have an opportunity to rate the show on your platform, go for it. That helps. And a final reminder, you can find out more information about the Active Towns Initiative on our website, activetowns.org. That's activetowns.org. Looking forward, I have four additional interviews in the next week or so, so no lack of content coming your way. Well, folks, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this ride. This is John signing off and wishing you much activity, health, and happiness. Cheers. Cheers.